Welcome to the Lackner Factor, the sound of sanity in an insane world, coming to talk to you about the wrongful charges being brought against Officer Kim Potter in the death, the shooting of Dante Wright, about the rule of law being replaced by the rule of the mob and vigilante justice, illegally, unconstitutionally, and immorally. about an officer that was gunned down execution style just this week and you don't know his name and he's not getting the focus and there were no riots on his behalf. Well, let's take one at a time. What happened? Well, the entire incident in the Dante Wright shooting is on 57 seconds of body cam footage that the police department in Minnesota, Brooklyn Center, which is not far from where the Derek Chauvin trial is taking place, by the way, which certainly must impact the jury because they have not been sequestered. So they know that riots have already broken out. But putting that aside, the entire body cam footage of 57 seconds was released within hours. And yet there were still riots. And what does it show? In addition to the evidence that we now have, the uh, the additional information that we now have. Well, Dante Wright was fleeing a cuffing from a black police officer because he had an outstanding warrant for attempted aggravated armed robbery bail violations. He was alleged to have choked a woman and held her at gunpoint for money. Whether the officers were aware that this was the outstanding warrant, because he had more than one outstanding warrant, or not, is immaterial. He was resisting and attempting a car chase, followed by the immediate evidence indicating that female cop negligently pulled the wrong weapon, the firearm instead of the taser, mistakenly. She yells, taser, taser, taser. She takes one shot, single bullet. Immediately after taking the shot, she says, holy shit, I think I shot him or something along those lines. Immediately, this is evidence. This is evidence in a court of law. It's on tape and it's admissible that it was clearly a mistake because it was her immediate utterance in the heat of the moment. The resistance begins seconds after she says he's got a warrant approaching The officer who is cuffing Dante Wright. The black police officer, by the way. Why are there riots? Enough is enough and enough is enough with the CNN imitators excusing them at every damn turn to tear this country apart. Because this country is being torn apart at the seams, ladies and gentlemen. And if we allow mob justice to to replace law and order and obedience to law and the Constitution, it will be fully torn and ripped apart. The city manager, who's African-American as well, black guy, then came out and said the following. Take a listen to this. Take a listen. Talking about this officer. And in response to the...
question about termination. Uh, all employees working for the city of Brooklyn Center uh, are entitled to due process with respect to discipline. Uh, this employee will receive due process. Due process discipline uh, will be determined. If I were to say anything else, um, I would actually be uh, contradicting the idea of due process. He was fired within hours of making a statement simply saying that due process should be the process that is followed. How dare he call for due process? The city must burn. The Fifth Amendment be damned. Riots continued for a second night. Why was this city manager fired? Well, believe it or not, the Minnesota Star Tribune reported that at a virtual council workshop, one council member by the name of Chris Lawrence Anderson said she voted to remove the city manager because she feared her property would be destroyed and retaliation would come from protesters if she voted to keep him, quote, he was doing a great job. I respect him dearly. I didn't want repercussions at a personal level, end quote. So piling the law of the mob on top of the law of the mob, the city manager is fired in a case in which the officer should not have been charged. Now let's get to that. She should not have been charged. Well, they announced that they are charging Officer Kim Potter with second-degree manslaughter. Now, you don't need to be a lawyer to do this. Criminal statutes, Thomas Jefferson famously said, should be able to be understood while running. They should be simple. You should not be able to be accused of committing a crime, a crime like manslaughter, a crime like murder, without the law being plain and applicable. And if it's inapplicable, and it is still applied because the mob has called for it. It is illegal and it is unconstitutional. We have things like ex post facto laws or bills of attainder in the Constitution. You cannot apply laws that are inapplicable, criminal statutes, to a defendant, in this case, an officer. Just simply read the statute that she's being charged with. Second degree manslaughter in Minnesota is this. A person who causes the death of another by the person's culpable negligence whereby the person creates an unreasonable risk. Maybe at that point you could say, okay, second degree manslaughter. But then the statute says in uncertain terms and a conjunctive phrase, and not only must it be culpable negligence that created an unreasonable risk, but and consciously, 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 I repeat it thrice, takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm to another, end quote. Officer Kim Potter did not grab her gun consciously. It is evident she will likely be acquitted at trial. And if the jury, based on mob justice or being misled or raw emotion, convicts her, 
the appellate courts will have to throw out that conviction because it is plain on its face that the law does not apply. Officer Kim Potter did not commit Minnesota's second degree manslaughter because she did not commit the shooting consciously. Mistakes happen all the time. In fact, even confusing tasers with firearms has happened in the line of police work. And in response to this shooting, perhaps some measure should be taken so that in the heat of the moment, as the adrenaline is rushing, as the officer feels that they may be in danger or the situation has escalated to a certain point, that they don't confuse their firearm with their taser. An interesting proposal I heard, based on what a nurse said, is that they don't simply put different medicines on different sides of the doctor, let's say, if the combination of those two medicines with a certain patient could kill them or have adverse effects. They'll place one drug at a certain height, on the table, on the doctor, whatever, the other one at a lower, so maybe have the taser and the gun at different heights on the knee so that it's not the same conscious move and you do it with the wrong arm. But regardless, I'm not here, I'm not an expert on police enforcement tactics. Let the experts deal with that and maybe if there's no way to deal with it, it's a tragedy to the extent that mistakes happen. Though this particular individual was resisting and was a thug and was wanted on aggravated criminal robbery, he shouldn't be lionized. There was a problem with the lionizing of these victims, turning them into heroes. When they are not heroes, they are not the Martin Luther Kings or even the Malcolm X's or the Justice Clarence Thomas's or the Thomas Souls. They're not the Reverend Jesse Jackson's. They're not nobody deserving of idolizing. The Minnesota statute does not apply. Plain and simple. And we already saw riots. And if the Derek Chauvin verdict does not come out exactly as race expectations have now been elevated to, you can be sure, as I've already said, there will be riots throughout this country when that verdict is rendered. Will we, can we return to our constitutional system of law and order and justice based and rooted in law, in applicable laws being applied to applicable situations, or is that gone and is that done and must prosecutors come up with charges to appease the mob? And how is that any worse than the greatest abuses of justice that could take place anywhere in a legal system? Famous uh, story with Stalin and his deputy in which the deputy said, tell me who you want charged and I'll find you the crime afterwards. Well, fine, we'll apply a law. No worries. No worries. Premier Stalin. 
That's not our system. That's not the constitutional system. This charge against this officer, who, by the way, the police have had to barricade her house with fences and with officers to protect her, is illegal. When negligence occur, when mistakes occur, there is a form of law and legal dispute adjudication or resolution or compensation that applies. It's called torts. Yes, you can even have torts in a situation where somebody has died, a brick fell in a construction site, car accidents. The law of torts is what is applicable here. And let the city make another mega payout if that's what they want. But do not wrongly and falsely charge based on no law. And what happens if this goes to the appellate courts? Or to the jury, and they refuse to convict. Or if they do convict, the appellate courts overturn that conviction. More riots in Minneapolis, in the state of Minnesota, elsewhere in the country, and the city manager, based on mob justice, fired for what? For calling for due process. Is, is, this, is this something written? Orwell couldn't have written it because it's happening live. Let me end off with talking about a New Mexico cop named Darian Jarrett who was shot down in cold blood just this week by a man identifying himself as Omar Chueva. He was acting so politely, so professionally, so appropriately, and had no idea that his life was going to be ended just a couple minutes later. A traffic stop, ladies and gentlemen, the same week as the Dante Wright shooting. No wonder they don't want to report this on your fake news, worse than fake news, despicable news, stoking the fires of tearing this country apart news. No, they won't report about Dar- Darian Jarrett. Take a listen to this audio, which is from police footage, the police radio, body cam, and or the dash cam footage and audio. But listen to the audio. This is so disturbing. The officer is approaching the traffic stop, a white truck. He's walking right up to it right now. He is on the passenger side and knocking on the window to talk. Afternoon, sir. My name is Darren Jarrett. I'm with New Mexico State Police. The reason for the stop is your window tint's a little too dark. Yeah. You mind if I open the door? Or if you want to roll down the window more. Yeah, I noticed you got temp tags. You got a registration for the vehicle? Yes, sir. I'll need registration and driver's license as well. Right, you got Okay. 
Uh, All right, do you have insurance for the vehicle? Yeah, where is it? It's your wallet. If you uh, come with me to my vehicle, that way I can run your name and date of birth, and then that way I can get my return, okay? I got paperwork I gotta do, you know? Hey, hey, real quick, real quick. You have a fire on you? If I take it off you for my safety, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, let's go to my vehicle, okay? Come on. This monster, this son of a bitch, then runs back into his truck and is off on the highway. Could you get a more calm, collected, professional, decent, courteous police officer gunned down in cold blood by a thug for nothing, for a traffic stop about tinted windows being too, too dark? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this happened this week and there were no riots. For Darian Jarrett. There was no justice for Darian Jarrett. His last words, holy shit, as he was gunned down. Spare me your virtue signaling. Spare me your bullshit. You and your political power grabs. Using race as a tool to divide and conquer. Demonizing police officers despite the evidence. When anybody knows it's a difficult job. And the fact that Darian Jarrett has not been getting the coverage, the attention that he deserves, but instead we mischarge, we wrongly charge. This is un-American, ladies and gentlemen. How long does this country have left when we can't distinguish Right from wrong and light from darkness. How long does this country have left?